0: I didn't put this on. Uh, Those you, are so gross. That, like, it's a, it almost looks like a huge yeah. Nerf foam ball on it, the end of that. And it now does. you have to put your hand on it.
2: I'm going to use a pen. Hold on.
0: Pry it up. There, there we it goes. Go.
2: <laughs> this is good stuff.
0: That's like a sponge that just picks up germs.
2: <laughs> It's a spit sock is what it is. They call it a, a wind. A wind sock. sock, a mic sock. But uh, yeah, no, it's a spit sock. Whose
0: is that? I have no idea. And now it's on the floor.
2: Classy. Oops. Oopsie doodle. Ooh. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, when do we start this
2: thing? Oh my God, are we... Rec- oh. oh, it's already... Started. Jeez, we're bad at starting.
0: We should probably pick that. You would think that... Like, how many of podcasts have we done now? And it's always unclear as to when we've started recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? you think we'd be better at it. I come in, I get comfortable, I put my feet up, and then all of a sudden, boop, you're recording.
2: Yeah, we've been recording for 10 minutes, what?
0: Oh my God, you said some terrible things about history.
2: <laughs> and the people you work with. Whoa. Oh my God. Uh,
0: man, oh man, it's March 1st today as we march into happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish it were though. true. Uh, it's been tough the past few days here.
2: Like, it has been. I don't know what it is. This week has been... Uh,
0: and I don't want to make it sound like this job is grueling. It's not. But it, it's just, there's been a lot of... People are just really kind of punchy and rammy and taking it out on us. And yeah. I
2: I don't know if it's... Uh, my theory is that we've been in winter for four months mm-hmm. and we're kind of... The end is in sight, but we're not quite... And people are just at that point where they're like, you know what? I'm going to be mean to everybody.
0: Yeah. Starting with you, I'm going to put words in your mouth and then, but I didn't say that. Yes, you did. I heard you say. no, that's not what I said, but yeah, it's super punchy. Uh, But anyway, we're going to turn those frowns upside down. That's what we're going to do. You know how? I'm going to tell you what we made in the air fryer last night, Bryce.
2: Okay, air fryer chat. I like
0: this. Except for you never like what I make in the air fryer now that I'm uh, new and improved healthy garn. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Oh boy. This is going to be some kind of cauliflower concoction. Oh it?
0: no, it gets worse. But, and by worse, I mean more delicious, uh, but oh my God, I bet you when I go home from work today, our house will still smell like a thousand farts. Oh no. Was it Brussels sprouts? It was Brussels sprouts. Oh boy. But, oh, my God, were they good. Brussels sprouts in the air fryer with kind of a glaze on them. It was fantastic. It was bloody fantastic. And we're... Doing it again tonight, and we're gonna try a different recipe. Oh my God. And by we, I mean my beautiful, beautiful bride. <laughs> and you just reap the rewards. I just sit at the table with my knife in one hand and my fork in the other, and I bang them up and down on the table. And you do
2: that move where you have your napkin tucked into the uh-huh. collar of your shirt. <laughs>
0: it's like, it's so delicious. How can something that tastes so good make your house smell so bad.
2: It really does. Oh, I've never felt more like a man on an island completely alone than when Brussels sprout chat begins because everyone's like, oh, my God, it tastes like candy. You're just not doing them the
0: right way. You know what I find? I find Brussels sprouts sort of like um, mushrooms. Like I would never just eat a mushroom. I would never eat just a plain Brussels sprout. It's like the Brussels sprout or the mushroom is the delivery vessel that's delivering the yumminess to my tummy. Yes. <laughs> like <you're> just, <laughs> you just, that's why you coat them with stuff so they taste yummy. Nobody will just eat straight up mushrooms. I wish I didn't
2: have the vegetable tolerance of a six year old. Mm-hmm. I feel like my life would be a lot easier if I could just sit there and be like, ooh, Brussels sprouts go on. What's the recipe? Yeah. Instead, it's just a, uh, ugh. An instant shudder.
0: I should have asked more questions because my beautiful bride, she made these last night and I just consumed. Like I scarfed those things down. And then I followed that with butternut squash chili, which was next level fantastic. Oh boy.
2: You had me at chili, you lost. You me will at
0: butternut never squash. come to my house <laughs> for a meal, will you?
2: <laughs> it's like you have all these it's like you have half of a food that I would love. <laughs> yeah. And chili. Then, oh like chili, then butternut squash. Oh, <sighs>
0: Again, the butternut squash is just the, you dice it, and then it becomes another vessel for delivering yumminess to your belly.
2: You know what's a good segue is actually right now we have the March Madness of soups and sandwiches.
0: Oh, yeah, sonic1029.com.
2: Yeah, it's so... If you're listening to this in the future, it's probably over. Oh, it's probably been done for years. Congratulations on. We probably in the don't even
0: work here anymore. I'm probably
2: dead. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can go to sonic1029.com for the next little while, and we have the vote. We'll determine one final Brussels. Or it won't be <laughs> Brussels. Super sandwich winner. It won't be Brussels.
0: What's probably. the grossest soup in the running right now to you? Oh, I think,
2: is there one with the word lentil in it? Oh, yeah, lentils. Yeah, yeah lentil I soup. Think, I yeah. think that's for me. Uh, the vegetable chowder Ooh, probably isn't for me. You wouldn't eat
0: borscht, though, would you? I
2: probably wouldn't eat borscht. No. Though. no. There are some good ones in there. The Manhattan clam chowder looks gross.
0: Are you a... Well, so obviously you're a, a Boston clam chowder guy. Uh, yeah,
2: I'm a New England man. New England, yeah. Yeah, the Manhattan one is red and it looks weird.
0: The red clam chowder, like I love clam chowder. Don't get me wrong. I love it, but it's sort of... Can I say something really disgusting? Please. You had a bunch of soup before you went out to bucket tequila night. Oh boy. Now it's two in the morning. Uh huh. That's what it looks like to (laughs) me. That, yeah, that, that sorry if picture. i've ruined <laughs> new england clam ch- or uh man what was the uh, manhattan man- clam man- clam chowder. sorry if i've ruined manhattan <laughs> clam chowder for you but that's what it looks like to me Ooh. but you put a bowl in front of me i'm gonna eat it
2: oh, yeah i live more on the sandwich side of the bracket and, and today uh, yeah. today there's a matchup it's grilled cheese versus um uh club sandwich Oh, and that's a heartbreaker.
0: So that right there is like two world-class sandwiches. One of them will be eliminated in the opening bracket. How is that fair that, I don't know, cheese sandwich could go all the way, like grilled cheese sandwich could go to the end and have to, I don't know, do battle with jam sandwich. Yeah. Like club sandwich should still be in the running near the end.
2: You would think it should make it. Farther, but I don't know. It probably won't last past the day.
0: God, we do important things at work, don't we? Yeah, we talk a lot about food. We sure do. If somebody has a way to... um, I don't know how you cook cauliflower in your air fryer or Brussels sprouts in your air fryer... Without making your house smell like I don't know, like a movie theater seat cushion, Jesus. where they all of a sudden, 50 years later, they've somehow released all the stink out at once. <laughs> That's what my house smells like, and I'm interested to go home today at around noon or so and see if it still stinks from last night.
2: You just inspired a million dollar idea for me. What's that? So you know, a couple of years ago, they had really bizarre commercials for something called poopery.
0: Yes. <laughs> Oh, like an air fryer version of poopery. An
2: air fryer version of poopery. Oh, you just you,
0: dump that in?
2: You squirt it into your air fryer, then put it in your Brussels sprouts. But for some reason, it makes it smell like I don't know cotton candy.
0: Yeah. Hey, and if you're one of those people that has the poopery in your bathroom, hide it. Well, yeah. It, okay, you could hide it, <laughs> but also don't put it on top of the toilet tank because that's behind me. Put it somewhere in front of me. So that I see it, maybe mount it in a glass box on the wall or something. So when I sit down, I'm facing it and I know, oh, poopery.
2: <laughs> I still can't believe they named it
0: that. Because I will never, ever use it if I can't see it. Oh, poopery. Ha, ah, this might be the dumbest thing we've ever talked about.
1: <laughs> You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with
2: Bryce Kelly Podcast.
0: You know what's not dumb, Bryce?
2: Oh, oil changes. Mm Mm-hmm. And the more convenient, the better.
0: Yes, exactly. You don't want a really inconvenient oil change. The problem, you don't want to have to make an appointment for an oil change either. Like, that's the lamest appointment in the world. Like, you could be out on a date with your best girl, and things are just going swimmingly. And then all of a sudden, you go, ping, you get the reminder on your phone. Oh, I'm sorry, I've got to leave. I've got an oil change booked. And
2: have you ever gotten an oil change at a car dealership? It takes like... 5 hours for them to do it.
0: Yeah, and that's why you need Lube City. They're good at they got this thing dialed right in. No appointment necessary. They got 27 locations here in Alberta. Lubecity.ca is where you find them. The Garner Andrew show with Bryce Kelly
1: podcast.
0: It's on the internet. Where your uncle Ron gets way too political. Bryce Kelly, are you a influence? Are you a pet Fluencer.
2: I'm none of the above. Although my dog does have an Instagram, I've I'm not an administrative person for mm-hmm. it. My girl does all of it, and I'm kind of ashamed that he has it.
0: Are you going to plug it? No. Well, that's your problem right there.
2: <laughs> I'm a bad one. I'm a bad pet influencer. This is the Garner Andrews Show
0: with Bryce Kelly podcast. Welcome to the Garner Andrews Show, the show that stars you, and it stars Bryce Kelly, who uh, on the news this morning told us that pet influencer has now been added to, I don't know which dictionary, one of the dictionaries says, yes, petfluencer, come on in. So I just asked the question, are you a petfluencer? Do you have a social media page for your dog, for your cat, your rabbit, your ferret, your snake? Somebody said, I used to have 10,000 Instagram followers for my cat. I'd spend three hours a day on it. Finally, I just stopped about three years ago. Best decision ever. Amazingly, I still have over 6,000 followers, though. Patty. So I wrote back to Patty and I said, "Um, because it's the question we all want to know, right? Did you make any money? And Patty said, no. I had a few offers around the time I stopped. I never replied to their requests. If I would have kept going, who knows? Maybe I'd be rich. I don't know. Are you making any money off of social media? I know we've discussed this before. I think in particular, we were talking about YouTube videos. But is anyone making any money as, like, firsthand, are you making any money as an influencer or a pet influencer? Is that their pet influencer? Jane says, I have a social media page for my three year old's artwork. It's not public, it's just for family. Then I don't feel quite as guilty throwing out all the originals after a couple of days. That's brilliant. You don't have to have all that garbage All that art On your fridge, Jane I think Jane's got it figured out This is the Garner Andrew Show With Bryce Kelly Podcast I was trying to Actually, Global did a story the other night It was really interesting There's a guy, he's a woodworker Southern Alberta? McGrath, Alberta? Where's that? Anyway, it's somewhere kind of In the middle of nowhere this guy has 8 million followers who just watch him, you know, make joints, woodworking joints and that stuff. Like, I find that I can watch that all day long. Yeah, it really is satisfying. I will never be good at that, but I will watch somebody else, you know, dovetail a drawer. It's funny when you think
2: of influencer... The first thing that pops in my head are super vain people just snapping selfies of themselves. Yes. Everywhere. And
0: I think they're they're the ones that have given this whole thing a bad name.
2: Yeah, they have. Because influencers can be a lot of different things, including those woodworkers like you mentioned. They actually show you how to do something. There's another place in Calgary that they build furniture out of old skateboards. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I find that really cool to watch. And, you know, the people who uh, power wash...
0: Rugs. Yeah, power washing rugs. How many rugs have you watched? I've probably watched 200 rugs being power washed.
2: I don't know what people are doing with their rugs that they get that filthy, but
0: yeah, God, is it satisfying. I don't know what that is, but I can't look away. Uh, This is from Steve. Listen to this one. Hey, guys, I have a beer Instagram account where I do reviews on local craft beers. I've gotten hundreds of free beers given to me from breweries and people to review slash post about. I can't say no to that. Awesome. I'm also always given free Beer Fest tickets. It's great, Steve. Perfect. Uh, you can find Steve at BeerReviewsYEG2.0. There
2: you go. That's another perfect example. Guy likes beer, so he just talks about beer.
0: Steve's getting paid in alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody else said, oh, this is from Sinjin. I'm not an influencer, but I started a custom footwear business on Instagram. I've gotten to work with several Elks players, and it's only been one year since I opened my doors. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Custom foot. Are you making shoes? What are you doing? Painting shoes? Ever watched any of those ones where they bring an old shoe back to life? Oh, my God. Yes.
2: Ooh. Like they found a pair of Air Jordans at the bottom of a lake. Yes. Somehow make them look brand new.
0: Uh, I'm not sure I completely understand this one, but it says, I had an Instagram page for my cat. It asked me to update her birthday, so I put in her actual birthday. She's three. Her Instagram page got shut down. Honesty does not pay on social media. And Pebbles, the House House Panther page, is no longer.
2: That seems pretty weird. Maybe uh, Pebbles, the House Panther, just had some
0: horrible views on
2: the Middle East.
0: Maybe Pebbles, the house panther, was set in her ways. <laughs> She's from a different time.
2: You're listening to the Gardner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh,
3: you guys talk about people who have social media accounts with, with several followers.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, are you an influencer?
3: So I am not, but my wife runs our uh, farm... Page on all the social medias so she is like our influencer I guess okay and so she spends uh, hours and hours a day just trying to keep our page relevant and it's it's a ridiculous amount of work and I think the only way you make money at it is if you're selling something
0: yeah you can't expect that Instagram is going to send you fat stacks every month It's but if you're using it as a tool to sell your eggs or whatever it is you're selling then yeah
3: yeah I, but it's like I, the amount of work that she has to do is just—it's ridiculous. And like we have, you know, what people want to see. You know, we have cute cows, we have cute dogs, we have, you know, the chickens and the and you know we try and educate. And it's you know you got the whole meal deal, but it's like it's ridiculous. She like she said, she says like I spend more time on social media than I do farming.
0: Do you watch Letter Kenny?
3: I do. <laughs> I love Letterkenny.
0: The latest season of Letterkenny, there's one episode that's all about influencers and how much they like to take pictures of baby goats, baby cows, and farmers.
3: And that's, that's, we take, when calving season hits, which is in about the next month, it's every time I go outside, I'm always like, take pictures if there's baby cows. (laughs) So we can put, because that's all people care about.
0: I got to get some baby cows and just keep them here at the radio station.
3: I, so we have several Social media accounts One of them is For our miniature cows There's And my some... wife jokes She's like 90% of the reason I have the miniature cows Is for cute pictures On social media Because they really Are adorable
0: Hang on a second There's such thing As a miniature cow? Yes oh, Just the words Sound They sounds adorable
3: They they are Very adorable They take a lot of work To to make them
0: tame Are Miniature cows for eating is well. That's where sliders come from, right?
3: Uh, yeah, you just use the smaller cows for the for the smaller burgers. Yeah.
0: Um, hey, why don't you uh, give us your uh, social media? Where can we find you?
3: So our our farm page is the word Double S Ranch Cattle Co. Double if S you,
0: Double S Ranch Cattle Co.
3: Yeah, if you find the picture of the Highland cow head, you found us.
0: Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Wow, did you know there were miniature cows? I had no idea. I knew there were miniature horses. Only makes sense that there's miniature cows. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. So many pet fluencers, so many movers and shakers on social media. Look at you all. This is fantastic. Just started talking about that. Are you uh, you racking up followers anywhere? Also, are you making any money at it? I know we've talked about this before, but... We were specifically talking about YouTube videos last time we did it. Everybody that I've talked to so far, though, nobody seems to be making any money directly from their social media. But if you got something for sale, then that probably helps you. This person says, I've been recognized out in the wild because of the reels and TikToks I do for the liquor store I work at. It's kind of weird for someone to walk up to you and say, hey, you're that funny beer guy. It's awkward, especially when doing something like picking up your prescription at Safeway. Then there's the whole conversation that follows. Weird. Yeah, um, no one's ever going to recognize you when you're doing something awesome like playing the riff from Sweet Child of Mine in the guitar room at Long and McQuaid or rescuing toddlers from an overturned school bus. No, they'll just recognize you when you're picking up your creams and your salves at Safeway. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Finding out there's all sorts of influencers amongst us. And I think that name influencer, it, it for me, it conjures up kind of a negative image. You know, the chiseled young guy shooting blue steel into the camera. Maybe doing duck face into the camp in front of the Eiffel Tower. Like, there's really not much there. But there are influencers out there who are actually doing stuff on camera. You can learn from it. I don't know if, like, I spend way too much time watching rugs, old Persian rugs being pressure washed. There's something soothing and satisfying about that. I don't know what that is. I don't know if technically that's an influencer. I don't know what it is. But I can't get enough of that. Uh, And apparently you're doing okay. Hi. Hi. I'm one of those people who kind of swore they would never get involved
1: in the YouTube ring of influencer, but uh, yeah, no, things have gone on over the years where I thought, well, you know what? I've seen some garbage stuff online, and they're getting great views, and why can't I do that too?
0: So so what are you doing? Do you have a channel?
1: I do have a channel, and uh, it's called The Artistry of Adventure, and it's meant to get people outside and doing things that they probably never thought they'd be doing. So, you know, we're doing glacier walks and we're just showing people how to proper techniques of snowshoeing, cross-country skiing. I mean, I know that there's simple ways that you can find that online, but there's some people that are just doing a horrible job and they're, they're getting the views. And I have friends who are actually making a few thousand dollars a month just doing YouTube videos just for fun.
0: Yeah, high production value. You've got to, you, You've got to do some production. It's got to look and sound good and be relatively short. Sure.
1: I agree. You got to you got to take it to the next level if you want to succeed and truthfully, uh, a lot of people are using their parents old video camera or shaky hand camera like it's, at the end of the day it's just more than putting something out on your phone and hoping that someone's going to watch it because truthfully, again, not everyone can be as inspiring as the the rug cleaner.
0: <laughs> the rug cleaner. Yeah.
1: So, but yeah, no, just want to say if anyone's thinking about doing this, it does take a lot of work and and truthfully, it's not just easy as just turning it on one day and getting views. So if anyone is considered doing it, uh, it takes a lot of time, effort, thought, and actually, you know, creativity.
0: You know, it's weird. It's like, like I'm trying to sit, I was sitting around the other day and not that I'm going to do it. I got enough going on right now, but it's like trying to think of something that other people would actually watch. I can't come up with anything.
1: <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Is one day you'll be sitting around on your couch, maybe, You got your shirt off. You're drinking something, and you're like, you know, it'd be a good idea watching someone pour this all over their body. There's a market for that, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) I'm sure there is. I don't know if I want to be a part of that, but hey, what what is the name? Art, the artistry of adventure.
1: Artistry of Adventure Yeah, we're, we're found on YouTube And you know what, it's been a couple years And it's it's slow process But you know what, I think one day we'll get there
0: Okay, what are you doing online? Are you racking up followers? Are you getting views? You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show With Bryce Kelly Podcast Uh, hello? Hey Garner, how are you doing? Good, how about you?
4: Not too bad, I just heard you talking a little bit about farming And it uh, reminded me of, uh, of something and, and, and gave me a thought Okay. When I was a boy, my mom used to always have a tremendous garden in the yard. And uh, one of my favorite things was just to sit in the garden and pull pe- peas off the, I don't know, the shoots, I guess. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, just, and just eat them in the garden. I always used to go for, like, the biggest ones, like the the, the biggest pods with the most peas and, you know, the ones that were practically bursting. And my mom always used to say, you know... Those ones aren't the best ones. You want the, the you want the young ones, the the small ones. The small ones are the ones that are really tasty. And I never believed her until one day I actually tried it and I realized that yeah, the small ones are so much sweeter and, and just better all around. Oh yeah. So with that in mind, I gotta think. Those miniature cows must be delicious.
0: Oh my god, yes. But yeah, it only makes sense that, you know, that sliders. Oh yeah. 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 Well, the mystery is solved. I wonder what percentage of peas actually make it into the house from the garden. I would say it's very low.
4: Oh, yeah. Between animals and children? Yeah, very low.
0: There's nothing like being outside in the summertime, just standing in some dirt and eating peas. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly
0: Podcast. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly and you and the guy that... He, um, he's he been calling this show for years. I always call him Jason, the happiest man in the world. He's always upbeat. He's always cheerful. He's always laughing about something. Uh, and about a year ago, it was just, yeah, it was a year ago. He called me one morning and he had some terrible news. He just said that he had just found out that he had cancer. And I won't go into the details of what it was, but he... Um, now, Jason, you just got the all clear, one year cancer-free...
4: I don't, it's just hard to believe how fast time is going. Like, I can't believe it was a year ago. I was like, well, this
0: is the end. Wow. (laughs) Well, that must be, that must be one of those drives home from the hospital or from the clinic where you're just sort of, you're driving, but you're not really thinking about what you're doing. You're kind of off somewhere else. I think the word's surreal. Well,
4: the worst thing was, is they did all the tests and I didn't see anybody. They sent me home. Oh, so so you didn't get immediate results. Yeah, I got a phone call saying, actually, I just got a voicemail saying,
0: you're good. (laughs) Well, it's sort of like, hey, uh, could we not do just a a little bit more than that? Like, I I, I know the people that work in hospitals and clinics and labs, and I know they got a lot on their plate. But when you're getting the all clear, I was thinking that maybe you should get like a banner to run through or something. I know like
4: the banner. Yes, I want the banner when I run out of the cross. That's yeah. what I want. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've well, seen some of the in the states when uh, guys finish up their treatment, they have a bell that they can ring. When those are some pretty emotional videos. Have you oh seen those? Oh God!
0: Yeah, oh yeah, I've seen those oh. before. And then all the people who work in the clinic kind of line yep. the hall. Oh, I, I get choked up watching that.
4: Oh, me too. I yeah. do. And I was like, I mean, mine was. I mean, nothing like. Those guys are going through...
0: But Jason, you got a voicemail, so kind of the same thing.
4: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. This is the nurse calling from the cross. Yeah, yeah. everything's fine.
0: Uh, that's... <laughs> the, yeah. And it's, you know, those videos you talk about too? It's almost like, I don't know who... I don't know who I'm having more feelings and more emotions for. The person who has survived cancer or the people who cared for that person. And got them I, healthy
4: Yes, 100% It's like Because you got both Like you see them cheering And they know Okay, we got another one through Yes And uh, and it's cool I saw a thing Just I follow this uh, uh, Instagram page Called Human Progress mm-hmm. And it's talking It just And it's all good news stuff It just talks Because I'm sick and tired of bad news And so I've been looking for good news websites And this one's fantastic It talks about All the stuff that Is happening in the world That's positive positive. And one of the things they talked about is that the survival rate of cancer, like all cancers across the board now is like 70%. Wow. Compared to just 10 years ago, it was below 50. And so in 10 years, that's how much of an improvement they've made in cancer recovery,
0: which is, that's exciting. Human progress? Yeah, human progress. Okay, I think we could all use some good news. So thank you for this, and congratulations, and have an awesome day. Yeah, you do. Okay, Jason, the happiest man in the world. Everybody running through our little radio banner. That's what that was this morning. It's very true. I, uh, if I ever decide to run to be
2: prime minister, uh huh. I think that's one of the things that'll be a law. Is that you can't when you're delivering such good, badly needed news. Yeah, it can't just be a voicemail.
0: Yeah, and it again, has to be a production. I feel like we need to point. To the people who work in that, you know, the people in the hospitals, the labs, the the nurses, the doctors, everybody. We know you got a lot going on. We understand that. This isn't a swipe at you. I'm no, just having fun with Jason. Not at all. And you
2: know what? You know, It's also a win for them because they deal with so much bad news. Oh, yeah. Like very rarely is there good news coming out of a hospital. And so when they get to finally deliver something good, it should be a celebration, not just a... Oh, hey, Jason.
0: Uh, yeah, I forgot why I was calling you. Uh, oh.
2: Oh, yeah, you're cancer. All clear. Don't, you're don't worry about that cancer thing anymore. Anyway, have a good weekend. You're good. Click.
0: <laughs> anyway, congratulations, Jason. Good to hear from you this morning, buddy. Uh, and here come the texts for Jason. You know, I think a lot of people like hearing him on the radio. He's always upbeat and positive. Oh, he was talking about human progress on Instagram. There's another one that I follow, not on Instagram, but it's the guy, uh, you know, David Byrne from Talking Heads. Sure. He has a website, and it's I get it in a newsletter in my email, but it's called Reasons to Be Cheerful, and it's a lot of science breakthroughs, but it's all kind of positive stuff too. So if you're looking for something positive as well, uh, human progress and reasons to be cheerful.
1: Thanks for listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. See music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.